the equation for friendship is time, attention, and enthusiasm. The first move can be super easy. All you have to do is, instead of being interesting, be interested. It's kind of like a dance. I share a little more of my stuff. You share a little more of your stuff. Wow, what a fast track to friendship that is because people don't really listen anymore and people love to be heard. Midlife Ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Trinity, I just want you to know how much I value and appreciate having you in my life. I'm already getting (laughs) teary-eyed. Oh my gosh. You bring with you this inner wisdom and fierce confidence. Damn it. That's seriously unparalleled in any of my female friends. And your confidence just makes me feel capable of achieving whatever I or what what we set out to do. And when I say fucking fierce, man, you, you will fight tooth and nail for whatever it is that you believe in. You are everyone's advocate for those around you. And you do so with this level of eloquence of I don't know. I'm thinking Martin Luther King, like a powerful orator so that people truly, you get people to just lean in to what it is that you have to say. You are just a natural born leader and you have this charisma that people feel when you walk in a room. And best of all, you make me (laughs) laugh my ass off on a daily basis. (laughs) And I just want you to know how much I love you as a friend. I I just have no words for that. Thank you. I mean, wow. You know how to make a girl feel all gushy inside. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You mean so much to me. Yeah. Shelby, and you bring so much to my life and to this friendship and to all that we do together somehow we just like joined <laughs> linked up and like we're doing all the parts of life together thank y'all <laughs> yes. but you know what it's so fun to have somebody in life that you can do all the parts of life yes with you know yes. and today our guest brenda ridgely supports women who have been <laughs> through all the shit that we've been through too <laughs> right you know, lost themselves in their roles as wife or mother or professional. And she wants to help these women find their personal tribe Mm. to lift them up, to help them. Oh, this was such a beautiful moment. Reparent their inner child and give to one another the nurturing that we seem to be able to give everyone else. Mm but ourselves. Mm-hmm. That is so, so right. And, and for so many of us in midlife, we have spent so much of our time giving ourselves over to our spouse, to our careers, to our mm-hmm. children, that we end up losing who we are. 
we lose what's important to us. And Brenda helps her clients discover why. So many women at our age and at our stage in life cannot articulate why they do what they do mm-hmm. and their answer to, hey, what is your why? And normally, what, what do we say? Oh, it's, it's oh, my family. Yeah. 100%. My kids, my husband. Well, I'm a wife and I'm a mother. Well, right. look, motherhood is noble. It is mm. important. It is, you know, it's God's, it's God's work. We know it is God's yeah. work. But there needs to be more that is for and about her, the woman. Uh-huh. 100%. And Brenda Ridgely is an author, speaker, and girlfriend guru. I love that. Girlfriend mm. guru who loves helping women connect, find success, discover joy through their friendships. Yes. And her mission, I love this, is to support women who have lost themselves in these roles and encourage them to nurture feminine friendships to build their own tribe of support. Yes. And through her workshops and her coaching and retreats, and she has a podcast, Find Your Lady Tribe. Brenda helps women connect and communicate with respect, love, and trust. Mm -hmm. She holds an MA in human resources and has spent decades cultivating her own tribe. So if you can't tell, Brenda is a kindred spirit. Yes. To Shelby and I and, and what we are doing in bringing Mm. our tribe here together. And and in, in her book, Lady in the Tribe, Brenda celebrates the power of female friendship. She shares insights into the ways that they enrich women's lives and offers strategies for creating, strengthening, and enjoying these relationships to their very fullest. Mm. I love it. And you said it, Trinity. It's also our goal to create a tribe of women who are striving to navigate midlife so that we do not have to go on this crazy fucking journey alone. Seriously. Seriously. And girl, we are here for you. Mm -hmm. Let's band together. Let's support one another. Please go out and join our Dear Midlife community on Facebook and let's do midlife together. And now, without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Brenda Ridgely. Brenda, thank you so much for being here today. Shelby, Trinity, thank you so much for having me. I've been very excited about our conversation. Yes, welcome, welcome. Yes, we're excited about the conversation too. And one of the things that really excites me is that it's our perspective because we women in midlife, (laughs) we are women in midlife. And we feel like our peers and comrades out there hit this place in space in midlife where you kind of maybe feel stuck or don't even know who you are anymore because you've spent so much of your lifetime fulfilling all of these different roles. And one of the things that you said that really sparked interest in me was that you help women find their why. So I would love to know a little bit more about how you go about helping women like us in midlife 
figuring out what is our why. Right. I, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do with women. I think it's so important because there is so much information coming at us anymore, you know, just, just hitting us in the mm. face, in the eyeballs, in the ears. We're constantly being marketed to and told things. We don't even know what we, you know, what we want anymore. We don't even know yes. what we believe anymore. And um, especially after decades of in going all in in those roles, kind of like you mentioned, mm. um, a lot of women I talk to when I, I just immediately ask them, what's your why? Well, of course, it's my children, my, my why. They're my why. They're, you know, they're why I do what it's I do. It's never something about us, right? Right. <laughs> it's never, no, it's always just, it's always displaced to someone else. And you know what? That is noble and important work. And I'm never one to discredit that. But your why has to be about you and for you, because that's the only way it's going to get you through the hard times and get you through these transitions when you have given away your own stuff for so long that you don't, you're empty. Your interests have all dissipated because you haven't yeah. nurtured them and your friendships have all kind of become superficial yeah. And you, you have no hobbies anymore. So what is it that drives your heart? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What lights your fire? So, um, yeah, so I, I start right away with some some why work. And it was your question, what do I do? Or what, what if, if you would? Yeah, mind how do you like, what is the work that you're doing with these women? What is it that you what steps do you take them through? What practices do you put them through that help them really vision what is their why? Because I think you, what you've said is so true. Like our why typically is somebody else, right? We put so much time and yeah. energy into putting everybody else's priorities before ours. It's hard for us sometimes, I think, to really embrace our own why. And so how do you help women do that? Right. So, well, the one of the just, first, just really quickly, really quickly, yeah. before we go into that full process, I, I just want to double click a little bit first on what I heard you say around what gets you out of bed in mm. the morning. And here's why I want to do this first is that I think inherently for us women in midlife, what we say gets us out of bed in the morning is still nowhere near our fucking yeah. why. Mm -hmm. Like me, it's because, because these bills got to get paid. That's yeah. why I get out of bed in the morning because I have no sugar daddy around paying right. this mortgage. So I have to get out of bed in the morning if I'm going to keep my house and feed my child. Like literally right. that's it. Right. And so as you start to bring us through some of these things that you're talking about and helping women get to their why I'm. I think I feel like we need to talk about how do we clear away that clutter of the lies that have trapped us in the life that we're living because we think that that is our why or that it really is the bills I have to pay, the money that I have to earn, the things that I have to do to survive versus getting to the mm -hmm. heart of really why am I here and why does this all matter? Right. Well, well, I would, I'd like to kind of step, take a step back and tell you, what, you know, a little bit about my story and why this is right. so important to me, I guess, yeah. to, to, to lead into that Trinity, because um, I found myself in the midlife funk. I, I called mm -hmm. it my, my funk years. Mm -hmm. And it was just that I had, you know, a full calendar of responsibilities and to-do lists and all this stuff and stuff had to get done. Bills had to get paid. Kids had to get carted around. 
And I found myself towards the end of that journey. I don't want to say end, but end of the time when my children were in the household feeling completely empty. I had so much to do. I did have to, I did get out of bed every morning for those things, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't want to do any of it. I, I, I felt completely, I had this, this sense of dissatisfaction, just gnawing away at my Mm -hmm. gut for years. And, and I, was writing letters to the universe asking, you know, I'm open, I'm receiving, I, I'm, <laughs> show me the path here. Um, yeah. But I, but it, it really took some time because I, what I didn't realize and what I grew to realize, cause I started digging into and doing research about, you know, my life looks great from the outside. I've got a, yes. oh, I've got a husband. It's wonderful. And two happy, healthy kids. I have a beautiful home. I have snuggle pups. My life looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling this way? And then you feel guilty. You know, yes. I don't have it so bad. Why do I, why am I whining about this? Right. And we discredit ourselves. Oh, that's just first world problems. Right. Or, or compare ourselves with everyone yes. else. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, but, but what I've kind of learned through my research is that we have become a very lonely society. Mm-hmm. There's literally a virtual option for everything. We yeah. have become disconnected and, you know, first it just beca- was becoming a habit through technology and all the, yeah. the niceties that it had. And then we were, you know, directed to distance and be apart yeah. and all that. And we got some bad habits out of that because mm-hmm. we were not created to go it alone. We were not created to be this solo, do it all yourself. We were created for community. And not just the superficial, hey, look at my new car, our holidays, our vacations, kids stuff on social media. Yay, look at all the wonderful stuff. Nobody knows the dirt that's going on in my life, the everyday muck. So I felt disconnected. I didn't, I felt like a an imposter because um, I was showing all the good stuff. I'm, I'm you know, I got to keep up with my right. friends out there. Yeah. And but I what? But they that was no one really knew me anymore mm. because they didn't know my life. I didn't wasn't living it with anyone else besides my family who needed something from me all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, isn't that people, something? Yeah, and I we, would bet our listener out there empathizes with that. And when you say, you know, that they didn't know you, I would say that we also lose ourselves and don't know who we are anymore. That's absolutely true because our our friendships, the friendships who love us just because they don't need anything from us, they just choose to be a part of our life. They are our mirrors, you know, mm-hmm. in the world to say, say who we are and who we're here to be and where we belong and how we fit in. And if we don't have that feeling of belonging outside of our little household, then yeah. we're we can't be th- this big big energy that we really have in us. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. true. And you know, you get to the end of the day when you close down your laptop and there's no more conference calls and mm. you step away from your social media where you're, you know, living or portraying or witnessing yep. the life or so-called lives and you turn off your FaceTime and all you have is you and in that moment when you don't know who the hell you are anymore and you don't like who you have become, there are big choices that need to be made or, you know, round it round and third into home gets real, Mm -hmm. real ugly. Right there. 
we all are on this earth with our own unique gifts and something, you know, a purpose. And so many of us in midlife are at that point where we're going, okay, I know I have more in me. Sure, I've done all this and I've accomplished all these goals and I've raised children and but I have more in me. And I, what is it? You know, how do I find it? How do I tap into it? How do I yes. get that spark back that, that gets me jumping out of bed because I just can't stand it. I cannot wait to get going on this. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's what we want to find out. How do we get there? Brenda? That's, right. that's right. Well, the, first we have to figure out what it is that lights our fire. And you know, the first activity I, I put women through is is just the why exercise. And I ask them to do some journaling with me. And I ask a question, what is your why? Mm-hmm. Journal for five minutes on it. And then I ask them to reflect back to me what that is. And if I, you know, if it's completely pointed in the direction of another individual or someone outside herself, well, I, I would give some coaching on that. But then I would just kind of start do this repetitive questioning technique. It's kind of like peeling back the layers of an onion. When you ask the same question over and over again, you kind of have to justify why do you, so my next question is, well, why do you say that? Mm. And ask them to write a few more minutes on that, you know, and then why? So like, and keep this repetitive questioning technique for six or seven layers is kind of the sweet spot. Mm. And you just kind of peel back one layer and one another. And then at some point, you know, you're getting close when you get the goosebumps. Oh, yes. that, that just gave me a, whew. that just, that, the alligator ooh, ooh, ooh. that's <laughs> it. That's it. And so we kind of work on that. Oh, what is, how does that make you feel? What does that look like? And you know, what piece about that, you know, what have you done in the past? And oh, let, you know, let's bring some of that back in. And then we, I ask a few more questions. Um, I ask if you can continue on the path that you're on right now and you don't realize your why, how will it make you feel? Yeah. And I asked them to journal on that. And, you know, it would make me feel like I didn't fulfill my purpose. It would make me feel like I didn't accomplish my goals. It would make me feel like a failure, whatever it would. And then um, I asked them like to go out five years from now, you know, what is the price that you would pay if you did not take action on a daily basis on your, on, on this why? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's a great exercise because change is hard and our comfort zone is so hard to get out of. We have to kind of flip the switch because we are naturally going to be drawn to anything comfortable or that, that gives us pleasure. And we're going to veer away from anything that causes us pain. So instead of the comfort being binge watching Netflix, you know, every day, we have to set it up so that the pain is not do it, taking the action. So they, if they reread you know, what's the cost to them each day? And then what am I going to do about it today? And just journal on that each morning when you get up for five minutes, what am I going to do about it today? And it just sets the tone, gives you, gets you excited. And the pleasure that you seek is taking the action towards accomplishing your why. That's, that's a big workshop that dissected into just a couple minute explanation. That was great. What do you have for our non- journaling friends. I I'm, I'm asking for a friend. Non-journaling <laughs> friends. That's right. Well, I mean, uh, may, maybe it is sitting down with a, a girlfriend, who, someone who kind of knows you ask them, what is it about me that, that I know you are going to be there for me no matter what, what is it? Why are we friends? Mm-hmm. And let them tell you 
the first they're going to be like, oh, that's a weird question, duh, because we like it, you know, whatever. Just and it just again ask them over and over, and eventually they're going to say things, and they're going to be pointing out things that are your special gift, mm. and you know, having that conversation and and sharing that back with them and t- telling them why you're friends with them and what's so special about them and, mm-hmm. and, you know, provide some encouragement to them as, Hey, that that's your special something. And that's, that's really why, powerful. that's why we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's important too. I, you know, one of the things that you said before and what I hear you saying again here is the, the power of having these connections. We talked a little bit about the power and the impact of the isolation and that we aren't meant to do this alone. And so tell us a little bit more about what you've found is the power of female connections and why those relationships are so important. Right. So it is my passion project to create lady tribes all across mm-hmm. the world. And and a tribe is not a clique. It's not about this group, group of women who go clubbing together and whatever. Yeah. It is uh, my tribe is my two to five closest personal friendships that I know are there for me. They'd come pick me up in the middle of the night. They know my life. We live together. We check in regularly. Um, I know what's on her heart. I know, you know, what's going on with her family. She knows what's going on with mine. Uh, I have a, maybe someone for in different categories. I have an exercise friend. I have a, you know, a shopping friend. I have a confidant, a confidant that I'm like, if I have a a problem, I'm going to go to to this person. And cause she's a wise, always provides wise counsel. And, and, uh, you know, just a group of people that are your go-to support system. And, you know, I talk to a lot of women that immediately say, well, my husband's my best friend or my partner is my best friend. And that is also beautiful and lovely and important, but that's a lot of pressure for any one person. I don't believe in one best friend for anyone even. Mm-hmm. I believe in multiple best friends because we can all contribute our own gifts to that relationship that I may be strong in one area, like getting people together. And my friend Jane might be really good at providing that wise counsel. And then I have, you know, just like the polyamory of best friendships. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, we all fit the needs. And you know what? Not everyone, I can't be at everything for everybody. Right. But but someone from the tribe can, you know, someone from your tribe will be there and represent. So, uh, yeah, those friendships are so important. They're the people that, you know, I I talk about soul sisters, the ones that don't really live your life with you, but they, maybe you you lived a period of your life together and now they're, they're like, they moved away because of a job or whatever, but you pick up the phone and you haven't talked for months, but you are right back where you were. And these are the women who knew, know who you used to be and can kind of uh, remind you of that. Uh, so there's all these different relationships that we just, we need mothering. When we become a mother, we don't get that anymore, but we can do that for each other. The nurturing spirit that only women can do for each other, I think. Hmm. Yeah, that's a super yeah. interesting concept because I think we've been talking a lot about like healing that inner child. You know, we we have so many you know, big T and even little T traumas as children that get embedded in who we are as individuals and they formulate our negative narratives that are happening in our head. And really what we've sort of found is the only way to sort of silence or 
you know, quiet, if you will, those inner negative narratives is to really heal that inner child. So almost like what I hear you saying is some of our friendships can be the mother to that little girl inside that's, you know, dying for attention or dying for someone to love her or dying to feel safe. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. The soft place to fall, uh, you know, the, the, the place of trust, Mm. uh, when you have those real authentic connections that uh, again, know you, uh, they're going to be that soft place. They're going to encourage you. They're going to be that cheerleader. They're also going to call you on your shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, none of us, a lot, many people don't have anyone who will do that. We need someone to say, Hey, you're getting off track here a little bit. This is what I see. And I love you and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we need w- women in our lives that will do that. I love that. And, you know, we've talked a lot about it in just relative to all of this, you know, kind of the different windows that you op- can operate in, whether it's hyper arousal or hypo arousal. And when you've got f- folks in your life that really can help to keep you in that space where you're co-regulated and they're, they're, they're the type of individual in your life that even just their presence feels like that soft to fall or their presence brings you down or lifts you up depending on what you need, depending on what window you're operating in. And I think that that is important. You know, a lot of times we stake the claim on friendships that have been around forever. And so for that reason, they're always worth keeping, but never to forget that you have to check in with your heart and your spirit and your soul. And for all of these many years that you've had this person in your life, how do you feel when you're around that? What does the inside tell you when you are around this person? Maybe they get in your shit, but maybe it increases your anxiety and all of the other, you know, crazy OCs that happen because they're not a soft place to fall. Their energy does not bring you into the proper window. When they're getting in your shit, they're putting you in a higher window or a lower window. What are they doing? How does it feel? Connect mm-hmm. with that and trust your heart and your soul and your body when it comes to telling you who is good and safe and, and moves you forward in life to being who you really want to be or, or want to return to be. Exactly. Yeah. Not everybody gets tribe status just because they've been in your life forever does not mean they're that person for you. It is a privilege and honor and it can be revoked. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Right. But you know, so that's interesting because that begs a, a really unique question that I think a lot of women specifically at this age and stage in life truly face in that question is how do you build those friendships? Because you might have the girl that's been in your life forever, but she's not part of your tribe. And, you know, I think when we very first started this podcast, I had a few people reach out to me and say, if you can touch on one topic, it's this topic. How do I build these really deep connections with other women at this age and stage in life? How do we build those connections? Well, like any important thing that you have, you put it on your calendar. Mm. You need to schedule this. If you don't put important things on your calendar, they're not going to get done. And other people's priorities, other people's problems are going to shoo in and push off that tribe time. The equation for friendship is time, attention, and enthusiasm. 
You know, we have very little time, so we need to put it on our calendar. We want to build tribe with someone. We need to see them somewhat regularly, monthly at least, coffee or wine or shopping or something where you can sit eyeball to eyeball and and give someone their full attention. Put your devices away. You know, don't let, don't be texting and scrolling through Facebook and even taking pictures when you're together. Just be together. Give them your full attention. And, um, uh, enthusiasm. You know, I like to use the example of, you know, when you come home from work and the kids start, we're all, whoa, mommy's home or the dog. Yeah, yeah, she's home. She's home. She's home. Well, you know, my kids are, don't, don't really do that anymore. My dog's getting old. She lifts, he lifts his head maybe or whatnot. So we don't get that influx of, yay, she's here, but we, but I do that for my girlfriends and yeah. we do that for each other. And it's nice to be appreciated like that. So that's the, the foundation of friendship. And then to take it to tribe, you need space and vulnerability. Mm. And that happens over time. You know, space meaning you actually physically are you know, able to be together somewhat regularly. And and because like, a tribe, a tribe is made up of places, you know, a lot of times it's de- defined by where you where you are together. And the vulnerability piece that happens over time, you know, as you are able to be together more, it's kind of like a dance. I share a little more of my stuff. You share a little more of your stuff, more, 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 not just download dump on someone because that kind of freaks people out. (laughs) Yeah. Are there things that you um, recommend for women that just don't even have connections with other females that they can start? to build with like they don't have a a group that that is a starting point i have nobody to schedule time with now (laughs) what right Right. i mean going back to the isolation we are all so isolated now and so many of us are working from home whereas some of those i think trinity's point is so true where some of those connections that we might have organically formed in the workplace or you know at the gym Um, Because we're not doing those things anymore because we're working from home or we're working out in our living room. Those organic connections aren't made so readily. So where do you find these women and how do you connect, right? Yeah. Well, the first step I ask women to to do as far as getting out there is what are some interests you have that maybe you put on the back burner? you know, many years ago, was it art? Was it hiking? Was it bird watching? Was it yoga? What, what, what haven't you been done for yourself lately that you could sign yourself up for and start, go and start showing up, start being a part of that. And, you know, after the second or third time, you're going to see some people that look familiar. And that is a natural way to just start, you know, finding who possibly could be your people. Because if you have something in common, like an interest, you have, you have something to talk about right off the bat. You know, it's not, it's not weird to start talking about yoga if you're in a yoga class or, or whatever. So exploring those interests, um, if there's someone that you're, you have a, some kind of connection with online, uh, suggest a coffee date. And know people go, oh, that would be so weird because we've always just been online. But the other person is probably kind of hoping for that too, but they're afraid. Be the hero. Take that step. The worst could happen is say, oh, that doesn't work out for me. But most likely they'll say, yeah, let's have coffee. I'd love to have lunch. And it just tells them that you really are interested in knowing more about them. And people, that's, people appreciate that. And, you know, when you are out and about and people are like, oh, what do I say? What do I do? You know, I feel weird again. It's not organic. There's nothing organic about it. Even if you're dropped into situations, when you're an adult, there's no 
friendship and organic don't they go together. Someone has to make the first move. But the first move can be super easy. All you have to do is instead of being interesting, be interested. I love that. You know, Write how, that one down in your journal, girls. Yeah. How, you know, t- <laughs> tell me about you. You're, I've seen you here a couple of times. You know, what do you love about this? And then sit back, just let them talk and, you know, give them a nod, a smile, ask a follow-up question. Wow. What a fast track to friendship that is because people don't really listen anymore. And people love to be heard and love mm-hmm. if someone asks them something about them. People like to share. It's part of being mothered, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I think that's really interesting that you even go into such great detail about how to build those connections, because I feel like you're so you're so right that in the age of social media and text messages and LOL and WTF that we've lost the art of communicating and asking questions and really sitting back and being present to actually hear what the other person is in fact actually sharing with you. And I think that that just the art of conversation can be so difficult for a lot of people these days, but also so very powerful. I'm going to just say to to you, Shelby, I mean, it, it just, I think it speaks to the fact of how fast we're always moving, right? I can't even write laugh out loud. That was really, really funny. I can only give you an LOL. Like I can't even say what the fuck anymore. It's just a right. BTF. And we're just moving from thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing. We're moving so fast. It's like, we just don't feel like we have time for conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to be interested and give a shit about the next word that's coming out of your mouth. Cause I've got to move on to the next thing. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how we got here that this became our lives. And how do we say, stop the madness? I'm getting off the, um, whatever this thing is crazy called that train. goes around and around, the crazy <laughs> train, the carousel, the, I'm, I'm stepping off for a minute because I want to breathe. And while I'm breathing, I want to connect. And how do we make space for that to be okay for us, but to really say to all of the other people in the, are, around us, mm. I need a minute to be human again. Well, I think the best strategy is to go back to that calendar Mm -hmm. and block that time for yourself because you've set it as a priority to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Family is going to respect it or whoever is in your life is going to respect that if you respect it. And, you know, I think a lot of, we've been trained to have our wheels turning all the time so that someone's talking and I got to think about what I'm going to say next. Yes. But if you, but if you just go back to the drawing board on that, when, when you're in this time period, and this is my, my intention is to learn more about this person, uh, take a breath, enjoy it, relax. And it would be, it's going to be a practice. It's something that you, we have to practice doing to get back into that being present mode. Yeah. It's funny. Like we set time on our calendars (laughs) at our work, like focus time, two hours. And what do people do? Hey, I see I have you a two hour block on your calendar. Can I go ahead and grab a piece of that? Because I'm sh- that's just focus time. You're not really with anybody, right? And what do we do? What do we say? Oh, yeah. We okay. always accommodate, right? Okay. We need to push but, you know, back. I think yeah. that that's what Brenda is saying, though, is so yeah. important is other people will respect it if you do. So right. I guess, you know, the lesson is if we say, 
thank you, but I actually really do need that time for myself. And it's not really for yourself anyway. And let's be real. Like you need that time to actually get shit done because otherwise mm-hmm. you don't have time in the day to actually get shit done. So right. and, it, unless it's after hours. Yeah. And we as women always feel like we have to justify everything. No uh, is a complete sentence. Mm, amen. And how no. Yes. We don't have to give any justification, any explanation. No, no. I'm, Sometimes no. I'll add thank you just to be sweet. No. <laughs> right. yeah. It's a practice just in that though, because if we just go, no, because we, they don't, right. need, yeah. we don't need to share that. Well, that's funny because I'm that girl. I'm the girl that's like, no, I'm so sorry. I, I would really love yes. to, but I have this A, B, and C project that I have to get done. What was it on Friends? Phoebe used to say, no. Um, oh no, because I don't want to. That's what it needs to be. That's what it means. Well, yeah. you know, you did something earlier. And so just so you know, Brenda, Trinity and I work in our day jobs together as well. And we had just um, actually had a meeting that was scheduled and everybody was needing that time back. And so we all decided to cancel the meeting and one girl chimed in and said, but wait, wait, I still want, I want, still want time with you. And mm-hmm. Trinity, what you did was like, I will give you 15 minutes. And that was it, you know? So at least you set a boundary there. And I think that those boundaries are really important too, even with our loved ones, because I do think that if we've lived our lives catering to our spouses, catering to our children, catering to all of the other people around us, and then all of a sudden we're like, no, I'm not going to make you dinner tonight. You on your own. And you just, yeah. uh, I'm going to get a glass of wine. I think people might be like, what? So I'm having, you're having leftovers, I'm having bourbon for dinner. Thank you exactly. for actually. That's right. That's right. But I do think the communication piece is important too, especially with the people who's, you know, who your decisions actually have some impact on their lives yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, when you start a new, you know, endeavor like this and you say, this is important to me, it's always good to share your priorities with the people in your life and just say, Hey, this is a new thing for me. I, I, I I've seen as a deficit for a while mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to address it. And this is what that's going to look like. Yeah. And I'm not going to mess. Don't mess with me on this because it's important to me. Yeah. 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 I love that. So how do you feel about online communities, Brenda? Do you, do you, great question. I mean, I think that that's such an interesting new space where women can play. How do you advocate or do you advocate that women make those connections online even? Because one of the things you did say was being in the same space or in the same location is important to build those connections. But how do you feel about online connecting? Yeah, I think online connecting is still has a vital role in, I would call it the drip system of friendship. You know, we can post and share and and kind of kind of live our lives alongside each other there as well. You're just not going to probably build deep connections in those yeah. communities. That's going to take another step. I'm, I'm all for online communities of any sort that are positive and filling you up and making you feel good and you know, whatever, a force for good. Uh, I think they're great. And I think it's a great place to connect with like-minded people. But then yeah. again, if you want to take it to a deeper friend, I, I, I say it this way. We have lots of friends, thousands of friends, right? Friends, friends, friends all over. And, but to have a friendship, it's a verb. It requires action. You add the ship to it. You have to do something. You have to move it into a direction. You have to 
you know, make it a priority. You have to work on it a little bit. Friends are just people you wave at. Hey, I see you. I recognize yeah. you. Hey, ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're in your life. Social media, lots of friends. But uh, if you want it to go beyond that into a friendship, it mm-hmm. takes action beyond a social media, probably platform. Yeah. But they could be a good starting place though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and a place to start to twinkle your toes back into the waters there and then do as you suggested Brenda you know hey for anyone in this group that is interested in meeting face to face I'm hosting a brunch four weeks from now or the third Saturday in and I would love to get to know some of you in the real old-fashioned human way by seeing your faces absolutely absolutely and even better yet a personal invitation Hey, Susie, yeah. I see we talk, we, we go back on these things a lot. We should connect. Yeah. That makes her feel special. Yeah. You know? So, sure. but yeah, but yeah, if you have a group that is active, yeah, get them together. You know, the people who want to will show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have an interesting question. So it's been my personal experience. I always say reason, season, lifetime, that People in general come in and out of our lives for either a reason. Maybe it's just a passing reason. Oh, I saw this person and they inspired me to take that next step in my career or do something differently. Um, Maybe it's a season. I need this person. I have friends that I formulated friendships with just immediately after my divorce because we were support group, a support network for one another. And, you know, those those relationships have sort of fizzled you know, now that I've been divorced seven years, I don't necessarily need that support anymore. And then you've got those lifetime friends. But I'm curious to know what you say about those friends that are clingers. Stage, what what do they say? Stage four clinger, stage four clinger. Watch out now, watch out. That are like needing you in their life more than you are needing them at this stage in your life. And- I have found that there are some people that your relationship has a threshold and you Mm -hmm. have reached, you may reach that threshold before they reach the threshold and you feel like you're providing more value to them than they are to you because I feel like friendship has to be a mutual exchange of value as well. And so Mm -hmm. what do you advocate in those situations, I think this is an age-old question that all women have tucked in the back of their brain, but nobody's really willing to talk about. Like, what do I do with that? Yeah, that girl that I don't want in my life anymore. What do I do? Do I say something to her? Do I confront the situation? Do I ghost her? Like, what's the protocol there? That's it's a great question. It does come up a lot, and there's there's a few ways to approach it. I, I don't. You know, I don't agree with ghosting or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, in my experience, what I've done, I, you know, I I have different layers of friendship and, and I kind of put it into visual where, you know, you are the core of your, mm. your friendship target and then your tribe and then your kindred clan, which is really the overlapping circles of my, all my best friends have other best friends. And, be- mm. and so it kind of grows out like this. And, you know, those those kinds of friends definitely, you know, wouldn't, if I'm, if we're not clicking like that for mm-hmm. me, um, not going to be on the tribal level. I would probably more on the kindred clan level. And maybe we, um, Love that. I, I have a, like a monthly, I've organized a monthly social gathering for, for women of the, of the kindred clan and community. It's kind of like an open little two hour 
happy hour pop in, pop out. Mm. It's called Women Who Wine. So I, I those women that that kind of want a lot of my time that I'm not, you know, I I just kind of like say, hey, I'll see you at Women Who Wine. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I make that our thing to to get together in more of a group setting. And it allows them to, you know, kind of start seeking other connections as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a great answer because it's 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 definitely case by case by case. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to really hurt. I wouldn't want to hurt anyone or advocate hurting anyone. Um, you know, maybe it's just a conversation of my priorities right now, and I'm, you know, I don't yeah. really. Uh, my, my time is so limited, and I th- think you're super awesome, and but I'd and I'd love to see you at these monthly gatherings, but I just can't do lunch yeah. every month. Yeah, just you know, I find it hard to commit to anything on a recurring schedule. Yeah, the way things are right now, you know, right. maybe find time to connect on some mm-hmm. of the things that are recurring, you know, yeah. or are are already built in. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any time for you. Sorry. <laughs> Ouch. Really what I actually end up saying. That's why I have no friends and no boyfriend. My dog really. Hey, you know what? Uh being just completely brutally honest is a great quality sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But the truth is important. Truth is important. You're the truth, Dr. Trinity. I love that. I really am. You really I are. Yeah. I, I, in a good I way. I really am. I try yeah. to I don't know. Every tribe needs a truth doctor. Every tribe. Yeah. I'm very passionate about being honest, but trying to preserve the integrity of the person that I am speaking with. Yeah. Just out of love and care for their humanity and sometimes love and care for the history that we have, even if we don't have the future. Yeah. And you know, another thing, if I may just interject another thing that's kind of really on my heart as far as just, those um, line of being honest, of being yeah. authentic and not letting things build up if something's irritating mm. or like things you don't like and don't like and don't like. You know, I like to, my friends know if you've ticked me off, you're going to know about it, you know, yeah. and, but please do the same for me, right? Yeah. Don't let this stuff hold on and hold on and hold on so that there's this big eruption. Let's mm-hmm. just, Let's just be real and authentic and sh- share from our hearts. Mm-hmm. And that is what, a, you know, a true friendship does. And, and f- friendships are not always going to be easy. It, it's, yeah. it is, it's a relationship and it is going to, you're going to have some hard mm-hmm. conversations sometimes. And if you don't think you're going to have that, you're not going to have any friendships. That's right. One of the things that has worked for me is just, you know, it is that honesty, but also to, to create space and to make it okay to create space by, you know, saying something like, you know, Hey, I'm really struggling with what our friendship has evolved into. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like we're being the healthiest, um, version that we need to be for Mm -hmm. one another. And at this time, I think we should take some space so we can evaluate what type of friendship do we want Mm -hmm. in the future. And if, and when our roads come back together, we'll have those answers. And if they don't, then maybe that is an answer for us in and of itself. But I think we need some space to just really breathe, see who we want to be personally, and then see what the future holds. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's okay to ask for a break. I know what I had a friend kind of make fun when I said, I need a little break. Um, And she was like, it didn't work out on friends. The break didn't work out. And I said, well... I, you know, for me, I just need a little time and let's reconvene in whatever day. And let's 
let's really pray on it or whatever, whatever you need to do, meditate and see where we're landing. Cause things have shifted a little bit in a way that doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. But, so we need to, to go back at that. Yeah. And, and then sometimes you'll find it doesn't come back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then in the vein of building stronger relationships, those raw, authentic, I think your, your point as well, Brenda, is those raw and authentic conversations actually can bring people together in conversation and maybe about something that is at that deeper tribal sort of level. And, you know, one of the things I keep trying to teach my children and their I have two teenage daughters that are 14 and 16 is that there's a simple little formula that's really easy to use. It's like when, um, when you say these words and it's, or when you do these very specific actions, like when you call out these behaviors, when, when you raise your voice to me, when you use words that are, you know, derogatory toward me, it makes me feel or mm-hmm. it makes yeah. me think, or I believe this, you know, it makes me feel frustrated. It makes me feel disrespected. And so help me understand what's going on right now that's causing you to behave or react this way and let them give you sort of their input. And that makes it an easy little way to start the dialogue and the conversation with not passing judgment on what it is that they're doing or saying, but really reflecting back to the other person, you know, what is your perception or what is the impact on you and taking ownership of that impact and, and then inviting them into that conversation. And so I think that's a really nice way to engage other people with that conversation and mm-hmm. get down to the deep nitty gritty when, when things are kind of a little bit rocky, but you want to preserve the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I feel statement. Yeah, I feel bad when this happened. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for them to argue with how you feel. Yeah, but if you came if you came at them and said you did this exactly, ah, defense, you know. So it's really hard for them to argue, and it makes them go, oh, oh, I never wanted to make her feel that way, and it open it really opens up the way for a really good connection, and and maybe and it doesn't always you know, work out, but, but I think you can still part with that respect that you had that conversation that you tried that you, you know, don't see it the same way, but there's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So as we come to a close, I would love to know if there's one like really say powerful question or one powerful thing that our listener out there might be able to do to really connect with another woman out there or really bring that relationship to the next level. What do you, what's one tip or recommendation that you have to offer? Well, it seems really simple, but we have to stop walking around with our devices in our faces Mm. and even in our hands because we miss the universe is bringing people into our experience on an everyday and regular basis, but we are not seeing it because we, all we have to do is put our head up, Mm. make some eye contact, share a warm smile. Mm -hmm. And right. That is when the organic part starts to happen, but we aren't allowing it because we are so tied up in our technology. Mm -hmm. So that is like one of my number one tips is just to 
put your phone away when you're in the line for the grocery store or on that walk, whatever it is, chin up, eyes out, look at people and acknowledge them. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi. What a beautiful day it is. Be the light. And, Um, and the great, great people are attracted to the light. That's right. Like moths to a flame, honey. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Brenda, it's been so lovely having you here today with us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate, you know, just your mission in general. I think I'm going to speak for myself, but I just love the idea of women lifting other women up, building tribes together and really connecting on a deeper level and building those relationships. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. That's been my pleasure. I am really grateful for the opportunity to talk with you ladies. Yes. And if I wanted to join women who whine, where would, yeah. I, find, where would right. I find you? Well, we, I'm in the Colorado area, Northern Colorado, but I think there should be a women who whine in every city. Yeah. I, I love that. I do have a blueprint for that in my book, lady in the tribe, okay. how to lady start your own tribe. lady in the tribe, how to create empowering friendship circles and a blueprint for making a once a month gathering for women to, you know, just to touch base. Beautiful. I love this. And I, I see some uh, opportunities for us to connect in that in the future. I appreciate it. Brenda. I would love that. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. All right. Well, may I, may I just wrap up by saying when three or more gather, we are tribe. Yay. Yay. Welcome to the tribe, ladies. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Brenda. Oh, just another huge thank you to Brenda Mm. for bringing the secret sauce to the conversation. Totally. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I love this. And it just reaffirms in me, in us, Shelby, that our community and what we are building is so critically important. Mm. Yes. And, and that, you know, it, it, that brings me to the first point that, hey, ladies, we are all put on this earth with our own unique gifts and purpose. And to get to your why, write down what you think it is and yeah. then continue to ask yourself, why? Why did you say that? Why is that important? Why would that give you purpose? Keep going. Keep whying <laughs> yeah. until you feel like you've truly gotten to the heart of what is most important to you. Get to the root. Get to the root. Get to the goosebumps is what Brenda said. I love it. And then two, ask what would be the impact if you did not fulfill your why? Like look out five years. What would happen if you didn't follow through and fulfill your why? How would that make you feel? And the goal of this exercise is to help you feel the pain of not taking action because you see our brains, they want us to continue what is comfortable, what is easy. And they want, our brains want us to steer clear of what is uncomfortable because Mm. it is perceived as dangerous. So we have to learn to shift our frame of mind so that we can experience the danger of not changing because then it kind of like tricks our mind into moving toward the change. That's right. That's right. And 
And number three, if you struggle to find your why, this is where the power of community and friendship is here to support you. Ask a friend. Ask a friend to reflect back to you what they love about you, what they appreciate about you, what they see in you, how you show up. And if your friends don't do that, then find new friends, girl. Fuck find em. you some new, fuck them and find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you don't have friends like that. Hopefully we do not. not. You, and you if have the you two do, of us. You got the two of us. talk to us. We will be your friends. That's we will right. Lift you up. Because for women need mothering, this mm. is going to bring me to tears too. Because we mother, fucking mother. Yes, you motherfucking <laughs> mother. Everyone else. But we forget to nurture ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was so powerful that Brenda suggests that our tribe of female friends can give to us the nurturing that we need and can help us reparent our inner child and heal some of those deep wounds with this nurturing love that only our female companions and friends can give. Yes. Yeah. And you know, baby girl, if you find yourself in a position where you maybe feel unsafe in your friendships and you're not able to be vulnerable and transparent, if you need a community of like-minded women who maybe you need a mama, we be your mamas. We'll be your friends. We'll be your sisters, your aunties, your internet aunties. I love that. Honey, we're here for you as the same way that we are here for one another because we're all in this journey together. And we are all wanting to grow and strive to the next level of love and light and empowerment and joy and friendship and connection in our lives. And that is what we are building right here together in the middle and we want you to link arms join hands with us and join us as we come back here every single week we are not doing this because we love the sound of our voices although our voices are not too shabby right we truly are doing this out of love and this desire for connection and this desire to live a great life together. And we believe that you are a part of that with us in the same way that we are a part of that for one another. Mm. So we ask you to join our Facebook community and we ask you to leave us a review and connect with us because believe it or not, we need to hear back from you just as much as you like to hear from us. Your voice keeps us going. And that is why we love you and we care about you. And we simply cannot wait to get back together with you again. Do this one more time right here in the middle.